Good morning, York Alliance. It is Wednesday, September 6th. This is Pastor Asa coming back with our second little detail from Acts chapter 8 that I wanted to touch on. So what we're going to be looking at today is the passage that the Ethiopian eunuch was looking at, Acts chapter 8, verses 32 to 33. Uh, the passage from Isaiah, it says, Like a sheep that was uh, he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. Uh, and jumping on to verse 35, it says, Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. And it, it struck me that this is an odd juxtaposition, <laughs> or there was most certainly uh, other elements to the conversation that were not recorded, because the passage in Isaiah that the eunuch was reading seems frankly to be a bit morbid i mean really think about it we're talking about a lamb who is being slaughtered and silent before its shearers and clearly these are negative things i will call this really more bad news just coming at it as objectively as i can even though growing up in in like a or being in the church context for a while you you know what he's talking about but think about it from the eunuch's perspective he has no idea and so I want to talk about the progression from bad news to good news, and I think that this is something that is so critical for us as believers. Not that we look back on our sin and stay there, because we're, we're, you know, Paul calls us to, to let go of what is in the past and strive on towards the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. So like, it's not wallow in the past sins. That's not it. And uh, we are nevertheless called to look at our sin in reflection such that we can grow in uh, our obedience and say, hey, look, I've been forgiven so much, therefore I love much. Didn't Jesus say that to the woman who uh, washed his feet with tears? Um, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, and therefore she loves much. And you know, those who have been forgiven little love little. So the, the more you understand that you have been forgiven from, the more you are going to rightly perceive the redemption that Jesus fought for on your behalf and gave to you as his righteousness. Uh, so it's important for that. But in, in a related sense, I, I really was... Uh, taken aback by the eunuch's kind of initial response. Like after they read the passage, he said, look, is the prophet talking about himself or someone else? And of course we know he's talking about Jesus. That's ultimately what's going on. But it was, why would he think he, the prophet was talking about himself? And, and I don't want to focus on, on the why behind that, but it just made me think how many times do we or I think that I have to or even can atone for my own sin? You know, thinking about this idea that Isaiah could have been talking about himself, perhaps, that he as a mere mortal would be able to endure these things that Isaiah talks about that the suffering Savior would endure. 
And uh, for those of you who struggle or have ever struggled with guilt or self-condemnation or, or really almost taking sides with Satan, whose name means accuser, and we accuse ourselves, we condemn our own hearts um, in, a, in such a way that is not healthy, uh, I know that I have I have done that. I've I've sinned. I've I have either committed something against the Lord or or omitted a, a good, loving thing that He was calling me into, and felt really guilty. Felt like, oh my goodness, I, how can I approach Jesus in this state? I mean, look look at me. I'm a mess. And. I just the idea of being able to actually say no in those moments I'm going to radically believe that the gospel calls me back to Jesus in the millisecond following my sinfulness that he's already paid for and that I'm already accepted and I don't have to wallow in guilt and self-condemnation because what happens when you are feeling condemned well condemned people tend to condemn people uh, and I can I can personally attest to that when I'm feeling the weight of guilt or feeling the anxiety that kind of surrounds that like I'm not doing enough or look how I sinned or oh my goodness what kind of a, a person what kind of a Christian does that then I tend to uh, in my own personality I'll get really critical of myself and I'll get in this mode of being critical and then I'll I'll take that out on my children perhaps I'll be overly critical of how neat they are or not neat they may be or uh, some other detail in regards to um, any conversations I'm having with people. I might be more uh, short-tempered or whatever. It's some kind of an overbearing sense about me when I'm feeling that condemnation as opposed to saying, no, this bad news, all the all the destructiveness that my sin brings was heaped onto the Lamb of God who sucked down every drop of the Father's wrath for me. And I can increasingly appreciate that. So maybe you're also here today you're listening and you're, you're kind of having a perhaps a ho-hum sort of outlook on the gospel. I would encourage you also that your, your understanding of the gospel can grow and grow and grow and grow until you meet Jesus face to face because there's going to be more ways that you're going to see who God is and how you have offended him in his holiness and then consequently what he had to do or push through to rescue you. I mean, I think that is that is such a, a critical thing. And a lot of that comes by looking at and spending time with the bad news uh, at the feet of Jesus and saying, all right, Lord, w- here's the bad news of my life and my circumstances. What can you and what will you do with them? And it'll grow in you a heart of thankfulness and of gratitude that then motivates you to do whatever it is that you're being called to to do just like philip was called to do something you are called to do something and the grace and the mercy of jesus uh, and what is called the substitutionary atonement right that jesus took your sin and then in return gave you his righteousness all these wonderful truths so sit with that when you feel guilt 
tapping on the door of your heart or rattling your cage violently, whatever it may feel like to you, sit with that, bring that to the feet of Jesus. And I would encourage you just to sit there silently with the Lord and say, you know, maybe in your heart, say, Lord, please deal with this, this condemnation. Remind my heart afresh of how there is no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, taking that thing that was once bad news and turning it into glorious good news. So go in that hope, go in that joy about your day, and I I pray that all of your interactions would be soaked in the same mercy that you have been shown through Jesus, our rescuer.